0: Welcome to Family Livescaping, where we explore how we influence our environment through joy and wellness. Hello, we're the Kings. I'm Michael.
1: And I'm Catherine. And today we're gonna be discussing the topic or the importance of your home environment and specifically toxins that are found in there. This is like a huge topic, but it's very close to my heart. And you'll hopefully understand why as we go through this. Um, Because it's so big, we're just going to do like a top level view today. And we're going to have to probably put it into two parts.
0: We will definitely have to put it in two
1: parts.
0: (laughs) Now, when we're talking about toxins specifically related to your home environment, you have two different aspects. One would be physical toxins and the other would be emotional toxins. And today we're going to focus more on the physical aspect.
1: Yeah, they, all of this has a direct impact on our own family and you'll see why it's affecting your family as we go through this too. So with lots of research that's been out there, they have proven that for most homes, the number of toxins that we deal with inside our home or breathe in is significantly higher than what you find when you're outside. But with our like daily modern lifestyles, And especially with this year, we're spending more time inside our work commitments or the weather or household chores. We can't be outside all all the time.
0: Yes, 2020 has thrown everybody for a loop. People are doing things that um, we're just not used to. But the list of the toxins or the results of the toxins, let's talk about that for a minute. I'm going to give you a short list. Uh, Immune disorders. Okay. Think about that one. Neurological problems, like chronic fatigue. How many people do you know with chronic fatigue? Yeah. Chemical sensitivities, allergies, and a really big one is hormonal disruptors.
1: Yep. So that's what we're going to be discussing today in general. Um, but we want to make our home a safe, welcoming, um, joyful place to be. This is where our children are growing up. And we don't want them to have to deal with these um, toxins that we've discussed on top of everything else that they have to deal with. So we're going to be doing a mini series um, in the near future. And in that series, we're going to be giving lots of practical solutions of how to actually decrease these toxins we're discussing.
0: And when we actually get into that, just remember that it's not a one and done deal. This takes time. This is a, a very large project. Take off pieces one step at a time in this.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna be looking at like in that mini-series, the air that we breathe, just um and then also specific rooms like your living room and your bathroom. Yep, that's wh- my area. Your your kitchen and even what's going on in your laundry room or area. And so today just start thinking about the overview of how you can get ready to make those changes. And we also always suggest like do one at a time make it manageable you don't want to just make a huge big change that you can upkeep and just if you're just ready to do it now though and can't wait until that mini series just contact us and we'll get you started straight away so let's just jump into it right jump right in and let's just start discussing those physical toxins specifically that affect our home environment so first of all most you know every day we're supposed to be drinking water
0: water is huge um the the planet is majority of the water, right? So if that's contaminated, it is very bad for us. That's we need it every single day.
1: At, well, in our homes, we're drinking it, and we need to be drinking a certain amount every day to stay healthy. And I noticed when I moved to Texas from England, the 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 change in water. I couldn't drink, and I still can't drink texan water from the tap
0: but the sad thing is i remember growing up in texas here that i could literally go to the tap turn it on and drink the water and it was fresh it it tasted really good but that was like in the late 70s it just hasn't been that (laughs) way you're showing your age now (laughs) well that's okay that's fine but
1: you don't want water that has mercury or lead or aluminium fluoride
0: nitrates
1: yeah all of that You need to be getting that out because they are doing harm to your body and that of your children too. And so one thing that we like to do is uh, we have a Berkey filter and that significantly changes the water quality.
0: The difference in the taste from the tap. Well, it's amazing because we have a different filtered system and the quality of the tap is just horrible. The filtered is better. Berkey I really like the Berkey. It tastes really so good. So there's
1: a little free advertisement for them, right? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I guess. Hope we're not in trouble for saying that, but there you go. Well,
1: we, we get no benefits, so it's good. So the other another thing that's huge that we have daily is food. So when you're you're having your water or your food and storing it, you always want to be using glass or stainless steel. Never plastic. Now, there's been a lot of research about BPA and how that leads to cancers, but now people are labeling it as like BPA-free. It's still plastic. It's- well,
0: think about what plastic is actually made from. If you if you don't know, go look at it because it says natural ingredients. And then you look, it's uh, crude oil. It's one of the ingredients they make this from. You want to go to an oil field and take a glass of crude oil and drink it? I don't, but you're going to put your food in it.
1: Right, but it's it's not easy to eliminate all of this. You know, you have your styrofoam, especially from takeouts, or you have plastic wraps, or you know, aka like cling film. It's everywhere.
0: Convenience.
1: Yes, and but there's also things like Teflon, in which is found in your pots and pans, which are highly uh, carcinogenic materials. True. And, and utensils, and uh, one thing I've been using a lot of. We've um rediscovered the cast iron pots and pans that we have. Um, and I've been getting my love back for cooking by using that. And I know it's safer. I think it's also that the kids are no longer bugging me every two minutes for one thing or another <laughs> as They're they get finally older. are
0: getting to that age where they do things on their own.
1: Right. So um, there, there's also an increase in herbicides and fungicides and insecticides and all those bad things that are carcinogenic as well, where there was a report where like 50 to 90% of all of that is found in U.S. food.
0: But also take in consideration that one of the big topics the last two years has been the Gulf of Mexico and the dead zone. The dead zone is being increased by the runoff of the Mississippi. Why? They actually spray their crops, rains come, wash it in the Mississippi, goes down the river into the Gulf.
1: Right. All that stuff is getting into our food, and we're ingesting it. And people wonder why there's an increase of all these health issues that people have been getting. So the all we can do though is just do the best that we can, and pick the safest options where possible, and be aware of all those marketing terms that people use. So they love to label organic, or the you know find out what's the difference between free range and cage-free.
0: That's amazing when you start looking at that because it's almost like, or it really is, marketers have a science now to actually target specific groups, ages, and it's all geared towards one thing, getting you to buy their product. So Are they actually going to tell you the truth, necessarily?
1: Based on what you were just saying just then, it's also, you know, I've noticed or learned recently about where they've put no antibiotics on um, food packaging. It's illegal to um, sell any type of food that has antibiotics in it. No food should have that. But it's their way of making you feel that they're being better and you don't know what they did beforehand, before the antibiotics may have got out of a, a Chicken's body, or however they use it. So
0: think about that for a minute. <sighs> hey, it's time to go to market. Well, let's test all the chickens, or whatever it is. See if there's any- oh, they're clean. Let's go.
1: Yeah, label <laughs> it whatever you want to. But l- let's just be real here. Like we're a real family. We're not perfect. <laughs> we make mistakes all the time. We love food. We may eat a little bit too much food, but mm. what's important to us is the having those pizza family nights or baking those cakes.
0: Or bread. I love the yeah. smell of bread.
1: No, that's, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a whole science behind that too. But it's the, the important thing is that we are trying to, wherever possible, we take out certain ingredients and don't let that get anywhere near our children and us. So things like high fructose corn syrup.
0: Aspartame. Or sucralose.
1: Yeah, all those artificial sweeteners. Um, and so if we are going to have something, we make sure it's, you know, pure sugar or the the maple syrup, the ones without all those added ingredients. The ingredient- but the
0: interesting thing even about the sweeteners is that once you start limiting the sweeteners, everything becomes even more sweet to your taste. So you cut it down more and yeah. you realize you don't need as much as what you we've been geared to.
1: Yeah. And like where possible, if we're making something, then we will su- substitute for raw honey instead. Um, but that takes a lot of experimentation, which people don't necessarily have the time or the energy or whatever. They just don't want to do that.
0: Like you've learned with honey very quickly that if you cook it the normal amount of time, you burn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Learn from us, right? And our mistakes. <laughs> but the, um, the other big one is colorings. Now, we have food colorings in this household, but they are only used for the kids' crafts and for the, the girls to, to be making things, not for ingestion. And there's been research for over 30 years on the, the red food coloring. Now, there have been mixed results. But what we always say is look at who's actually behind the research. Who's paying for that research to be done? And that will sometimes... or quite significantly make a difference to what the actual results are going to be. Unfortunately. In, research,
0: in research, that is called biased.
1: Yeah. Also, you know, you've got flavorings and fragrances. And oh. you looked into that.
0: You looked into that. You can go to our website, familylifescaping.com. And on the blog site, uh, there is a blog name, Flavors and Fragrance. And that is an incredible behind-the-scenes look. If you think that in your grocery store that oh these are all natural or these the the product that you buy that's what it's supposed to taste like, guess what? Majority of the time, those taste they're patented. They're it's not it's real.
1: that's scary. And the the other thing I'm all for going to a cheaper store and buying cheaper food to to save money or to really spend less. But when you look at the ingredients in some of those products, like I was going to get some um, treats like little snacks for the girls and one place I would I would spend the extra couple of dollars to to get it where it's just real fruit that's been put in there for the natural sweetness because fruit has natural sugar in it versus these cheaper brands where it is full of colorings, including red and all the um, syrups. Children don't need that they can get crazy enough on normal sugar, let alone all this other nasty um, stuff. <laughs> well,
0: we were looking at some of the ingredients and I was looking at one color and I'm like, where does this color comes from? And it actually comes from an insect in like it's a Asia be- a or a beetle or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, they get like, the
1: blood out of the, the beetle. Or yeah.
0: In. I don't really want to eat beetles that
1: much. Yeah. But- so beware. If you're eating something that's pink or red, then um, double check where it's come from. So, so to us, health is important when it comes to food. But as I said, we're not perfect. For us, it's all about balance. So eating as well as, as we can, but then having in some healthier, fun treats uh, too. There's, as you were mentioning, there's a secret also, or it's a very well-known secret, so it's not really a secret, about the aroma in your home. And baking bread and baking cakes that itself can increase the the positive atmosphere in your home.
0: Also hunger.
1: <laughs> well, it makes you hungry also. But if you're not one for cooking, then go and get a takeout. Have that. Have that of the, the aromas of foods, you know, Italian or whatever, you know, you like. And that with your family, that definitely increases the atmosphere too. As definitely. well as having something fun, right? Yes. But, so we were talking about aromas. So should we just move on to like ventilation?
0: Yeah.
1: And the importance of ventilating your home. Um, because if you don't, that's when toxins actually get trapped inside um, your home. And all it takes, open those windows and doors for five to ten minutes. And that will make a big difference in decreasing those um, aromatic toxins.
0: It's amazing how fast it will clear out yeah it really is and
1: you get those toxins you can get them in candles and plugins that's very common and yes they may have all these fun um names and you know what you think are good smells but they're actually doing harm to your body
0: well it's interesting also with the fragrances that we are once again geared towards what we think an object or a uh, Vanilla or whatever it is should smell like. Then when you smell the real thing, it's not the same,
1: right? And there, there are so many formaldehyde, which is really bad, is in a lot of these products. And if it's not, they still have something called PVCs and phthalates.
0: Phthalates.
1: I, I can see. I can never say it. Therefore, you don't want it. And <laughs> <laughs> but they put those in. To increase the length of that fragrance being there. And I get headaches and like go into the perfume department store. I, get- I
0: can't go into the perfume department. There is a perfume that will literally shut my lungs down, and I, I've almost been sent to the ER with it.
1: Right. Um, you're a special case <laughs> but <Thank> then, <laughs> but how many people do you know that actually get headaches and migraines from those and that's your body warning you that you're breathing in something that doesn't belong in your body that it, it is a toxin for your body um in you, you we talk about fragrance but if you look at ingredients on a lot of products where they actually label fragrance fragrance and that is the company's sneaky way of being able to um, hide toxins, because it's a proprietary um, recipe or something. So anything that says fragrance on the the ingredients, they're hiding something, and no one should be hiding that.
0: No, they shouldn't be. And
1: they're, uh, a common thing that they're actually hiding are those hormonal disruptors that we were yes. talking about. And that is not good, especially for growing children, um, that just can cause a whole host of problems.
0: Well, the hint on that is take some of these terms and actually search them. Use your favorite search engine and go and look at it, and just see for yourself what it is. Don't don't rely on us to tell you that. Go yeah. look for yourself. You will be amazed and you'll be shocked.
1: Yeah. So um, if you can't, you know, as we were saying about opening the doors and windows and stuff, and if you can't do that because you live in Texas. And it's way too hot in the summertime <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, the bugs or whatever, even though you've got screens. But if there's a reason why you can't do that, another good way um, of changing the atmosphere and the, the aroma in your home is using essential oils. Um, now, there is a uh, from the essential oil reference guide. It was a, a book that we've got from the Life Science Publishing Company. In one of their books, I just quote this um, for you. It says diffused oils alter at the structure of molecules that create odors rather than just masking them. They also increase oxygen availability, produce negative ions, and basically the list goes on. They also mentioned that essential oils are effective for eliminating and destroying airborne contaminants. And they mentioned a few essential oils um, of lemongrass, orange, grapefruit, tea tree, Eucalyptus globius, lavender, frankincense, and lemon. So they're good ones to... There are so many to actually diffuse. What I like to do is, depending on the size of your room um, or how strong you like the aroma, to do equal parts of lavender, lemon, and peppermint in your diffuser. Um, that's a really good one of doing. But also, um, in the full time, I will do more things like orange, Cassia, cinnamon bark, also the, you know, the evergreen trees, oils from them um, too. Or springtime, more like floral um, essential oils or just like a citrus fresh blend, which is like lots of different citrus oils with a a hint of spearmint just to give it a nice little twist.
0: Well, you know, with the essential oils and diffusing, pick something that's uplifting for you. Yes. you know experiment and pick something uplifting uplifting because as we said the aromas that smell can change the entire atmosphere of your home we're taking a quick break here to give a shout out to the musical artists that have created our theme music that would be heartbreaker blues by julius h The Only One by the Caffeine Creek Band, and of course, the graphic design by my wife, Catherine King. Please also take the time to like and subscribe to our social media channels. You can find us under Family Lifescaping. We really do appreciate your support. Now back to today's episode.
1: Now, of course, we're going to give you a little warning right now not all essential oils are created equally and you've probably heard me say this before um, you want to get something that actually contains the plant and not synthetic um synthetically derived from within inside a lab which that's what they're doing because of regulations they can get away with it um, and again hidden ingredients but the plants themselves if you use those they have multiple benefits and their aromas are really powerful. So it's all about if you have a good source for essential oils, great. And use the, the oils that, or try the oils that we've just uh, mentioned. Um, but just be aware. Um, I can now tell if I smell I, um, a different oil, I can smell the chemicals in there or the synthetic chemicals and the fillers that they're using. You want to actually be smelling the actual plant itself. Because, you know, here's a little heads up. When it says 100% pure or organic, that means nothing in this industry. Absolutely nothing. So, <laughs> off my little soap <laughs> soapbox on that one. If another good one, we can talk about plants um, for the aroma in your, your home.
0: You have to be able to look after them and care for them and make sure they're <laughs> alive or they do not work.
1: I think he says that for me, right? I do not have a green thumb, let's just be honest. And keeping a plant alive is is hard work for me. But they are known, I've got another list here of they are known to filter toxins such as formaldehyde, toluene and benzene and so many more. And just just like with essential oils, you just need to do a little bit of research, but it will be worth it in the end. Um, they suggest, they, as in there are many suggestions from studies out there suggesting that you should uh, try plants such as mother-in-law's tongue, which is also known as the snake plant.
0: Wow. I never thought about that combination. Somebody was okay. very interested. <laughs> Enough said. I'm, I'm not going to say yeah, anything else. Don't even else, go down no. that.
1: Crythans, I can never say that. Mums um spider plants and boston ferns and nasa have even done clean air studies um of what plants are good for for cleaning the air so that's good um so how the home like cleaning your home it's something that we really um is very important especially when it comes to dust and well, I, was, I was just
0: sitting there to clean your home is that directed at me because of the kitchen no. I have to have a clean kitchen
1: yeah that's that's the only room he cleans
0: no <laughs> I, you made me go start on the bathroom that's
1: true well that's another well, no, story that's
0: yeah but, that's okay. so for
1: let's we're talking about dust because you don't want dust you don't want dust mites and I have tried all those magic little products <laughs> that are supposed to you know collect all that dust and yes yeah, so they may collect it in that little mitt of them. But that dust comes back. And Especially
0: it will... in Texas.
1: Yeah, everything's big in Texas, right? Yes. And maybe it's because, I think a lot of it is because we cannot open our doors or our windows as much here as what we did in England. But I blink and dust comes back. And that's just something to be aware of. And it just means that we just have to mop or you know clean down services with a damp cloth more often. Or whatever product that you want to use to do that. Um, there are also special filters for vacuum cleaners, but I don't know anything about them. That's not my field. But that's something you may want to look into. So also, like for c- taking those unwanted outside things in your home are no shoes.
0: I, ha- I have a problem with that. I, I try to remember to take off my shoes, but I do forget.
1: Yeah, they are known Shoes to be called, you know, bringing in pesticides and E. coli into your own home. And that's not what you're wanting. And if you think about it, it's what's well, actually it's a sign of respect to take off your shoes. In, um, in Asia and many European countries, there is this mandatory you take your shoes off. But we <laughs> our problem is the girls are trying to tie their shoelaces <laughs> and it takes a long time to get those shoes on. And we're about to head out the door and then they're like, oh, but I didn't go to the bathroom. Or they have forgotten their coat or something. And it's that, do we make them take their shoes off again? Um, (laughs) So that's a dilemma we're actually having to to deal with right now. Um, But now I know like why all these countries, they have slip on shoes and how they're very popular.
0: Well, it actually makes sense if you stop to think about, as you said, what you track in from outside. In my case, I come home from a hospital. And so, yeah, I need to spray them down. Probably. spray him down. Spray me down, yeah. (laughs) I probably need to leave them in the car and spray them down, you know, just not ever bring them in the house.
1: Well, that's, anyway, that's something it is highly advisable to have a no-shoe policy. It's also a politeness thing of when someone comes to your home, how do you tell someone to take off their shoes for the, the health of your own family and for them too? But um, that's just something that we're learning. But in in terms of flooring, there was, um, you mentioned, or you found out about. Uh, well,
0: if you go back, you can look at the 60 Minutes uh, archive. They actually did an uh, in-depth uh, project on a flooring company in the U.S. that were selling very cheap laminate flooring. And they were saying that it was fine, no problem. Non-toxic. Non-toxic. They
1: used those words.
0: And then they actually found out <laughs> in this um, this uh, investigation that no, their supplier was actually using formaldehyde. And if you look and see the results of what formaldehyde does to you, um, and like you're rest- walking on that constantly and you're absorbing it. If you're barefoot, you're absorbing it into the soles of your, your feet.
1: And people, you get respiratory issues. Mm -hmm. It's a skin irritation as well. So think of any skin disorder someone may have.
0: Well, just think about this, just to bring this home for a minute. I don't know about everybody else, but I, during uh, high school, I had a biology lab. How many people remember what the animals were basically preserved in? Formaldehyde. That's what you were dealing with. That's what's in your form.
1: Well, there, yeah, there's a there's a time and a place for for things, yeah. but not in your home not in your for home, a daily no. thing, yeah. Um, so another one, I've got another list because I never remember all this stuff is VOCs, which are volatile organic compounds, and these are commonly they're everywhere in your own home, and so like your carpets, your paints, furnishings, deodorants, shampoo, dry and cleaned clothes, air fresheners. Um, so <laughs> you just got to be careful. They say like when you get furniture to to let the air out, like in the garage first, which isn't always possible when you're getting a big sofa. But the other day, last week, I bought um, some storage bins from a store and you can smell the toxins on them. So I left them in the garage for a couple of days and then I felt much happier bringing them inside. The, the aroma was gone. It's still plastic, but you know, you can't have glass... Big containers no. for everything, right? Um, and then you have things like mold and mildew. Milded. Yeah, which is, you know, happens in certain areas of the world or you know, where temperatures change a lot. Um, so it's just like getting your air conditioner unit checked, changing out your filters, all those things. There are other ways of helping to combat mold and mildew um, naturally as
0: well mold and mildew it's it's much better to once you find it deal with it immediately because the cost of getting it removed professionally is astronomical yeah there are actually cases uh, probably we've all heard about it that the houses were so infested that they were condemned and torn down so it's better to deal with it at the beginning rather than let it go on you
1: don't want to be breathing that stuff in you hear of many people where there's a higher percentage of mold in the air and people are having allergies well it's just not
0: allergies it can cause a host of problems
1: but and then there are other natural things like carbon monoxide um which is a natural toxin for us it's odorless which doesn't help um and you can get that if you've got um like
0: a fireplace
1: a fire yeah wood wood stoves gas,
0: stoves gas
1: and all of that kind of stuff and those that are more susceptible um because that can cause death um are those under four years old and those over 75 and that brings us um, full
0: circle back to ventilation of why it's important for ventilation in your house yeah you got to keep that going
1: very much so um and checking everything yes having everything serviced so let's move on and, and talk about, like, toxic cleaners. Because that's a big, <laughs> a big one for families. Or anyone, actually. Um, we... Well, should we talk about, like, when we first started? Go ahead. Like, when we, I became more aware or of thinking about more natural options was when I was pregnant. And when you're pregnant, they tell you, you should not be cleaning the bathrooms. You should not so, be cleaning anything.
0: guess who... Clean the bathroom sorry
1: honey <laughs> guess who
0: still cleans the bathrooms the majority of the time
1: however we are using safe products so it's perfectly fine for you to do that
0: but at the beginning <laughs> one thing in the back of my head doing that was anytime I'd use a cleaner and yes we did use the over the, the counter
1: popular products you popular get from popular the store products,
0: but in the back of my head because I knew this was possible I'd be thinking about what combination am I using because just, what, a few years ago, there was a story out of the Northeast that in a uh, fast food restaurant, people died because they used the wrong combination of cleaners. And it was basically, I think it was some sort of cyanide, something like that. It didn't matter um, what you did. The manager actually died. He got everybody else out or she did. I couldn't remember, male, female, but died because of that. That was in the back of my mind. So I'm like, am I using the correct? combination
1: do not mix chemicals unless you have a degree in it or you know just it's but they even have warnings on them that say you know cool poison control if you ingest and people are like well hello i'm not going to ingest this stuff i'm just cleaning but you're actually breathing in those fumes you could get it on your skin and they are known to cause respiratory issues and um, skin disorders and this is when i was pregnant when I first was thinking about this okay if it's not good for a fetus it's not good for a human but person and why why are we using this stuff
0: but But the other thing about the poison control look at the colors and then look at the fruit juices and punches and stuff like that there's a correlation there and the thing is is that I know from personal experience uh can't remember which one of my brothers did it but they got underneath the cabinet and they drank what they thought was some type of juice yeah
1: Oh, that's not cool. Well, they're still alive, so all is well, but that's that's not good. No. But the, you also have things like um, Clorox wipes that, you know, where we're told, you know, wipe down everything, clean everything. You put that and clean that on a high chair, and even if you then, like, wash it afterward, there's still residue. And then you go and put food on that tray for your toddler so they can practice their skills of picking up food because that's a key skill for, for mm-hmm. babies, they are getting all those nasty toxins into their body, even on kitchen counters. So what I'm thankful for is that we don't do that. We have natural plant-based products. And then when 2020 hit, we say 20 it was like after the beginning of 20 but you know what i mean the when it all ha- happened when they were all coming out of the stores and no one could get any of these yeah. sanitizers that people were panicking and fighting over getting these products i'm like why this product you have been conditioned or told that this is good when if you do the research it is so bad for you it's like i'm glad we don't have that in our in our home the the long term health um major damage. And there's been more more and more research for people, I just my heart breaks for the people that clean other people's homes. Mm-hmm. And they don't know um about um these how poisonous these products are or they've been told they have to use these products. But if you clean there there was the the research was like if you clean um your house once a week, that's the equivalent With these poisonous fumes that you're breathing in, or touching, or using, um, if you do that once a week, that's the equivalent of smoking thirty cigarettes per day. That's a lot. We we know what that does to you. So you're just you're finding more and more of these people that are having specific cancers and other issues because of that. And so, great if you can. If cleaning's not your thing, and we need to clean to get rid of all those. Nasty dust mites and everything, but if it's if you can afford to have someone clean for you, great. But pick someone or give them the natural products to use, or pick someone that already uses that stuff. So because it's not just your health, it's also their health too. It's about loving one another, right? Yes. Right. Um. But yeah, I was mind blown. Uh, blown, blown <laughs> about all of that, um, and it also surprises me that you know you think well people want to be green and clean, it's just they just don't want the effort to to go into it because this
0: is hard this this yeah. is not easy. Yes, to it do. is.
1: It's a pain, but it's worth it, um, and it's worth not listening necessarily to to what commercials tell you. Um, it's about finding out what the truth is, and for long term that's. It's not just about the quick fix.
0: No, it's not.
1: Yeah. So together, like, let's just, like, avoid all those leads and pesticides and all those other toxins that, you know, are known to cause brain and central nervous system damage, asthma, and what else? You know, cancers and behavioral problems. Like, let's just avoid all of that stuff. Stuff. Like, we're responsible for making our own informed decisions You know, watch out for those sneaky little marketers Um, and disclaimers. Like, they will give all these disclaimers and people are still buying it because it's the quick fix. It's popular.
0: Well, what I love is they do the disclaimers, but at the very end, I guess it's a disclaimer. They're very fast, very low voice. And it's like, what did they say? And then they're done.
1: I know. I tend to talk fast, but not that fast. No. Right. Um, And then also those baby brand products. That got me so angry when um, they have like since lost all these lawsuits um, for some of their products and what damage they had done, yet mums are still buying tolk for their babies and other things. So, um, should we do a little challenge? Sure. Um, there's We've given you a lot of information and covered a lot um, of aspects for toxins and physical in your home. So why don't you just take one cabinet, one cabinet in your home, whether that is under the sink, in your bathroom, your laundry area, um, and just take some of those products that are in there and check their ingredients. And you're going to be surprised. Yes, it's going to take a little bit of research, but it's only, you know, a few products to do. Find out what's your, what's actually in them. You'll be surprised especially like what's inside your toothpaste that you're using or should be using twice a day.
0: It will open your eyes because it's amazing. And this is just, when you do this, this is just going to scratch the surface. And as you do one area and you see what's in it, I'm going to bet you're going to start looking into other areas.
1: Yeah. Don't don't hide because that kind of, well, if I don't know about it, I don't have to make a change. No, you need to know about this and you need to make a change. And this is where I get very emphatic. And I'm sorry for that. But that's just how I feel. Um, and so to help you, like we're going to, as I said, that mini series we're mm-hmm. going to do, we're going to come across some of those common and very scary toxins in your home that you're going to find. and But we're going to give you some practical solutions and some different options for you because we're all different on how we like to do it. But here's a little hint. like Be prepared to get rid of those dryer sheets, those fabric softeners, synthetic chemicals all over your home and air fresheners and uh, that's just to mention
0: so you you say that and in my mind immediately i have these commercials that i've seen running through my mind about that
1: yeah it's it's knowing and understanding the industry more um so until next time until we do part two uh, where we're gonna cover emotional toxins remember like you are the best gatekeeper for your own personal life
0: Stay well.